Boom, we are back. This is Right in the Money, Pod 103, the four Bs. Uncancelable. Uncancelable and also, um, what? Untouchable by sponsors. Yeah, untouchable by sponsors. Why? Because we're fucking shit, really, aren't we? We chat shit. We're here for it. But hey, this is it. This is Sir Neverlook, a.k.a. The Excellence of Execution. He is Mr. All In, a.k.a. The Trillion Dollar Man. And he is Dr. Evil 10%. This week, a lot less richer, also known as the People's Champ. (laughs) You know why. (laughs) Did you have to sell any Bitcoin or just to... I was just getting H J's on the streets. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Must have been a lot of H J's for a five star. Yeah, I was gonna say you, you, yeah, you, kept, I mean... you kept on you kept on coming back. <laughs> you better not pick my spot. <laughs> it seems like it's a bit. I don't know, slow at the moment. I think everyone's just so concentrated on waiting to see what happens with the CTF, but it's almost we've gone into a bit of hibernation in Bitcoin world. Uh, it doesn't seem like it. A... Yeah, it's the halving coming up as well, isn't it? I think I saw a tweet the other day, 300 days until the halving. So it's probably slightly less than that now. So yeah, th- this is when all things start to happen, isn't it? It's basically, we, we hit the doldrums. Yeah, it's... You, you kind of you have your bull market, which is super exciting, but then you have your bear market, and then but before the bull, you tend to just have doldrums, and it's just it's it's almost like just having the staying power to actually continue caring about Bitcoin and sticking through it. It's tough when literally nothing's happening. It's better when someone's attacking you and you got something to defend, or yeah, you got bullish stuff going on, and you talk about that, but when Almost nothing is happening, and the only thing we're really talking about is an ETF that probably won't even get decided whether it passed or fails for the next two years. That kind of feels like we're just we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here, aren't we, on stuff to talk about on Bitcoin? <laughs> but we're still here for the cause, right? The uh, the show must go on, and there is always still something that is going on in the world of Bitcoin, and so we may as well continue talking about this uh, ETF and the approval of the ETF, because at the minute it looks like there may be a little bit of doubt over the ETF um, from the SEC comments. Uh, it says, so the regulator tells Nasdaq's SIBO uh, that recent filings from BlackRock Fidelity and others aren't clear and comprehensive. What do they mean by that? It's just, I feel like it's just paper talk at the moment. You know, that's what I see it is. It's, it was at Odell. This is like a um, PSYOP. Um, still expect the BlackRock ETF to be approved. You know, that's literally it. That's what I just think it's just, the paper's pissing around, or I think it's maybe they're trying to shake people to sell. It's really hard to tell what's going on, but I expect to be approved. What was the stats on approval? Was it something like 400 to 1? Oh, oh yeah, the uh, it was closer to 500, yeah, 575 to 1. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was my reply to this tweet, really, because it's just, um, because actually, no, it's someone else 
someone else had linked this article, say the SEC, say the ETF from Black Rocket is inadequate. And um, they were already cheering it, going, oh, they were, everyone was so excited. And you just go, but look, that now the instead of um, like the feelings, you know, the facts show that this Bitcoin ETF is not going to happen. I went, well, how about the facts that BlackRock have submitted 576 ETFs and have had 575 passed? They've literally had yeah. one L in their entire history of ETFs. So is with this- that L being recorrected later on down the line. Yeah. So essentially, this will be their. They essentially have an O. They their O has never really gone. You know, yeah. in the truest sense of the word. So is this going to be their first their first loss? Because the data at this point suggests that absolutely they're getting this through. They would never have filed without knowing it's going to get approved. It's just, you know, these are the kind of guys that have such strong links into the regulators that they would have already shown them their application, already spoken to the top guys and gone, is this going to get through? Because we ain't going to go public saying that we've submitted this unless it goes through. So tell us behind the scenes what's wrong with it, what needs adding, what needs taken away. You know, let's work behind the scenes. It's almost like, um, you know, when you have a, a G8 or a G7 summit and they have these yeah. conversations about wars and funding for this, funding for that, and everyone's just suddenly on the same page and everyone's shaking hands and it's all suddenly a photo opportunity. It's not a real meeting, right? That's the, All the meetings happen this, months yeah. before and they, they were arguing. That's just the get-together for the piss-up. Yeah, and that's what I think this is. It's a fly around in the private chats. <laughs> yeah, let's leave the all that stuff for a minute. But the, the, all this is, <laughs> it's it, this is a G7 summit, right? When BlackRock submit an ETF, it's like a G7 photo opportunity. They, yeah. they, they're, not, they're not doing the work now. They're not waiting two years to figure out. They just know that it's going through. They've already done the work behind the scenes, had it all approved. And now they just have to make it look like it's a serious application that is being reviewed because it would look dodgy if they got approved in three days when everyone else takes two years. So they'll sit there and let it sit for two years. But clearly this is, is going to go through, but it's a bit of fun, isn't it? Because yeah, we, we, we don't turn to talk about price and stuff, but this news came out, price dumps by 5% within minutes. Everyone suddenly, obviously people brought Bitcoin based on this ETF and suddenly the SEC throw doubt on it price dumps but then within a day the price is just back to where it was because some people suddenly realize number one the etf doesn't really matter but number two this is just it's like it's virtually unsourced fud like of course the sec are gonna say the odd thing it's probably some pleb down in like the admin department that just went that said this quote because it's it's not come from anywhere you know credible really it's just someone in the sec said this thing and 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 it's so soon after they've even filed it, right? It's, we're, we're still yeah. only about a week or two into the filing. The SEC aren't going to really... really comment on this for another six yeah. to 12 months. It would be reckless for them to do anything else. I mean, ultimately, who really believes that BlackRock don't have the staying power to then challenge this? Like, fair enough, okay. Let's say we finally get that one against us and uh, and we lose the O, we just come back with another one, and another one. Do you think they can afford it with their trillions of assets? No. They might find some loose change down the back of the sofa, yeah. 
pull out a team of lawyers, you know, for a few days. Yeah. Unless that is the 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 powers that yeah, Blackrock aren't playing the same game. You know, that no. they're they're no. in the rarefied atmosphere in the in the layer cake. <laughs> they got what shit even looked like. You know, it's yeah for the for all the other companies that we listed last week that have applied for for ETFs, they they are playing the 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 same game as everyone else. Largely, they are submitting things and genuinely not knowing whether their ETF will be approved or not. But BlackRock aren't playing that game. But BlackRock and Vanguard are two companies that they're essentially bigger than governments, so that they they rule the world. They they don't. They have to submit things to make it look like they follow the rules. But if they wanted an ETF put up tomorrow, they they would just put it there. <laughs> they, they, this whole application process is just just for show. Yeah, I mean we we covered about BlackRock. It must have been about seventy eighty episodes ago, wasn't it? When you made yeah, us do that tin tinfoil hat episode mm. when you're still trying to convince us to go deeper down the rabbit hole. I was like, no, I'm quite happy here. <laughs> um, I know, yeah. I'm glad we did that episode though, because it's just obviously like the, the name Vanguard and Blackrock, they keep coming up, don't they? And before it was all, oh, it's a conspiracy that they control the world. And you go, well, let's just fucking dig into their numbers and see where their funding comes from. Let's see what they put their funding into. And you realize, oh, okay, yeah, they, they own fucking everything. <laughs> and, and, and that's just facts, right? It's all bizarrely public information. It's all just there. So, so now you just know, like by saying, oh, Blackrock pretty much rule the world and regulation doesn't apply to them that would set sound like a tinfoil hat comment but if you go back and listen to our black rock episode then you realize you know that episode 15 for anyone really bored 15 wow. yeah but con- i think it's a conspiracy theory episode no it's not that I- oh it's not that one okay ignore me whoever's listening I think it's called follow the money or something oh follow the money episode 24 yeah. Yeah. So that's, that was one where I think I was quite maybe a little bit skeptical at the time. Once they were placed not too far down the rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, th- things may have changed since. Well, if I do a 9 11 episode. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I think your ask is we're, we're talking, oh, yeah, let's do these special Bitcoin episodes. Mr. All In wants to do a 9 11 and a Hitler episode. <laughs> 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 I do think I, I I really do enjoy the uh, the special episodes actually, and I think we should look at doing one soon on something. I think while we're in a bit of a slump, whilst we're in a bit of a slump yeah. with the Bitcoin news, maybe we need to come up with one. But I think um, Mr. Allin's um, o- um, offerings may be a bit too controversial. Yeah, and well, then it's something I. It's it's a it's a separate topic, really. I mean, there is some stuff we could do. I think we have. We've had a few topics. I can't remember what they were to what? top my head. But... It's about... One was uh, the countries that we believe that uh, were going to go onto a Bitcoin standard. Mm. And uh, and I think we had, yeah, we had a few. Yeah. Um, mm. One thing that I heard today that was interesting, Rwanda. Okay, so when I think of Rwanda, I immediately think of Blood Diamond and uh, a war-torn country. And so I was speaking to a a customer today that they are very big on um, not just crypto transfer in terms of like uh, people exchanging money, but just money transfer as well. But it's because it's 
been seen as a place for low corporation tax and a, a kind of a bit of a fintech hub in uh-huh. East Africa. So I was, like, I was quite surprised at that. So as well as that, there is also uh, a bit of a, yeah, a Bitcoin following there as well. So perhaps that could be one. Uh, there was also a post on LinkedIn recently around um, countries that were taking crypto in, the, in terms of their adoption. Well, uh, again, I'll find that and come back to us on it. Give you the top 10. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Maybe I have to include that next week. I think, yeah. you know, we, we have talked about certain countries and my favorite was always Pakistan. It seemed like it was going there, but since they had the coup, um, I don't think they're anywhere near that there now. So I think it may have headed down that, that way, but now they're pretty much American owned. It's not happening. Yeah. But actually, that's a conspiracy theory. I shouldn't be bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? We'll have to have a think. Uh, but, uh, global trends in crypto markets activity show. Loading, loading, loading. Okay, world of statistics. Crypto owners, percentage of population. Okay, going from the top down, and I won't read out all of the percentages, but... Um, United Arab Emirates is known to be the highest percentage population with 27.67% of crypto owners. Crypto. Uh, Yeah, it does say crypto. We don't know whether or not it's Bitcoin specifically. We'd have to look on chain for that. But underneath that, Vietnam, Singapore, Iran, United States, Philippines, Ukraine, Venezuela, South Africa, Thailand, India, Brazil, Pakistan, and then France at the bottom with 5.9%. So uh, there's probably some correlation there, of course, with regards to macro events and inflation. Oh, yeah. Although it's weird because obviously the UAE, that does surprise me really because that's a very new state tends to be quite rich so th- them being yeah, high ownership that doesn't fit that model because i'm a bat by oil, oil as well so it's a bit strange yeah but uh and, and obviously yeah the, but the, the, the second you say crypto you, it, it just skews the stats right because it, you you got random picking shakes and superly rich people buying nfts and random shit coins so that that's probably the majority of the people in Dubai and the UAE are just buying shit to speculate on, and that's yeah. probably the bulk of the back percent. Like how many of those people are just buying Bitcoin because they think it's going to be the new currency of the globe? Probably a very small percent. Whereas when you go down to a smaller country, um, or a country that's more ravaged by inflation, like an, an African country, a Venezuela, suddenly now oh maybe only ten percent own crypto there but almost all of them own bitcoin and they're doing it to get rid of inflation they're not speculating on nfts and shit coins they haven't got the money to do that they are using bitcoin as a flight to safety away from fiat so even though it's a smaller number we we need the percentage by bitcoin because i think that would show us what we want to show once you put crypto in it just 
you, you don't really know what stats mean. But uh, yeah, should we move on to story two? Sister, let's do it. It's a bit of a, a warning post, really. Although this guy seems to have got away of it so far, but it's um, it's a guy on Reddit. He's posted that he's taken out a thirty-five grand loan to buy Bitcoin. They took out an additional twenty-four grand loan to buy Bitcoin, to a total of fifty-nine thousand uh, dollars to buy Bitcoin, and he's currently up nineteen and a half thousand because his average buy price is twenty-four k. So obviously the price is what in dollars about 31, 32k at the moment. Yeah. So he's up a nice twenty five percent. But come on, the you can you can see by his post this guy he's not wealthy. He I don't think he's even a particularly big earner. Uh, but taking out fifty nine thousand dollars worth of personal loans is super super risky. Uh, it's worked out for him so far, but honestly, yeah, I, I would not advise doing this it, it's very reckless i, I always it, it 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 almost reminds me of it's it's very fiat right it's a fiat thing to do to take debt you know you, you should just buy your bitcoin with the money that you earn dca in uh What's usually it's... when this happens you end well, up hold on that. hold on hold on a second hold on a second this is the four b's right this is pod 103 this is dr evil 10 percent aka the people's champ this is uh, never look aka the excellence of execution and i Thought Mr. Orlin was with us. <laughs> You're saying don't do this? Oh, yeah. I, I say go all in to 100%. He's gone all in past the 100. Yeah. Once you go past yeah. the 100, you're in deep water there. Look at it. So, kind of going to stats, he's on 60K a year, dollars as well. So, it's a year's so, worth of wages. And he lives in New York. So yeah. he says, he my says it's quite frugal. Yeah, he says, he might have rent, savings. He must be, because 60K would not, that, that's just a no. rent. Yeah, he, I have exactly. a rent stabilized apartment, so my rent is very affordable. So it's still a couple of grand a month. It's not so, oh yeah, it, it's um, stabilized, it's affordable, it's $500. It's still going to be two, three grand a month of what he's paying. So he's still getting beasted on that. I mean, it's like, that's half his salary gone. Yeah, exactly. So I think this is, I kind of get what Mr. Allin's saying, especially since I'm <laughs> extremely risk-adverse about this, and it's going with the debt. So it's, well, what happens if you lose your job or you're not picking up contracts? So he's an independent contractor, so I don't know what he means. Because in America, when we say contractor, sometimes they mean like, um, you know, like a plumber or electrician. Mm. Or is he actually a contractor, what we can't? you know, someone who picks up in independent jobs. So they could be like an analyst or data scientist and they work three-month contracts with companies. So either way, it's like, what happens if you don't pick up jobs? What's going to happen? You're in an expensive city. So it's not just your rent costs or your food costs a lot. I mean, you're betting on Bitcoin. So I think he says in one part, I don't expect Bitcoin to be trading in this range 18 months from now. I expect Bitcoin to be $100,000 per coin by then. So it's like you expect why it's a big gamble, it's a big gamble there yeah. for sure. It's a big but, gamble that he's so, expecting it to be there, but I, I it don't can think be a calculated he, guess. Well, I don't think it is because he hasn't said why. Because if you said 18 months from now, what's your evidence? So, okay, there's going to be an upgrade to Fediment and Lightning, which means that there's better payments. Okay, great, that's a reason. But he's just said, I don't expect 18 months from now, which is pretty much 
my logic is going the halving's happening in a year plus another half year therefore i think we'll be well over bigsby interest but it's usually what is happening coming up to that and the big thing is the etf and he hasn't mentioned that again and if you look at his times of his loans it's not in time with the etf again the june 2023 could be but it's probably a little bit too early because i think it started to happen and oh, i june. don't think there's any i don't think there's any uh thought process behind it it's just it is a true gamble it yeah. is a i hope and believe that bitcoin will see me through and worst case scenario i can pay for the loans anyway yeah you could be down at a shitcoin casino this is the type of person who exists down there flipping on some dogecoin or some shib or some um, litecoin or whatever the flavor of the month is this is the type of person and the reasoning which you would expect and he's, but he's going, fucking hell, look at me. I'm a genius. Why? Because I reckon from 18 months from now, it'll be much higher. That's what you see people saying about Dogecoin and F, um, NFTs. There's no logic. He's not looking at the development of what's come around the corner. He's just literally throwing it in the dice and going, it's going to happen, boys. Yeah. I think he's just looked. I mean, he's just got, it's just FOMO. It's classic FOMO, isn't it? And it, but fair play. The only thing I would, um, congratulate is it seems to be that it's over the last 16 months and now the last 16 months there's been little to no real positive price movement in bitcoin really like there's still nowhere near all-time highs so true fomo normally comes in around all-time high so it, i think he's got good conviction i mean he does quite understand bitcoin he does say in here that he doesn't plan on selling it he's just going to pay off the debt he's not looking to sell the bitcoin to pay to, to pay the debt so he just wants a 2.65 Bitcoin, which is what he got for his 59K. And and he knows already he wouldn't have 2.65 Bitcoin if he'd have waited. Exactly. He'd have 25% less because the price has gone up 25%. So, but yeah, it, it's not a good example. In, in this example, it worked. But in many, many other examples, the, the worst thing that can happen is, yeah, you, you do lose your job. You end up, uh, selling your Bitcoin, you incur taxes, you incur fees, and you, you end up with less Bitcoin and you end up very stressed and strained because you took out loans you couldn't afford and on, on an asset that you were trying to never sell. And it really hurts to then kind of admit failure and have to sell it. Whereas if you just use it with your own money and, it, and go up to 100% of your disposable income, obviously you need to pay for your board, your food and stuff to do. But everything else, that should just be in Bitcoin and held forever uh, and, until you know, Bitcoin becomes the standard. And then you, you, there should be no real pressure on you to, to sell that thing. Uh, whereas if you've got mm. debt, you're going you're gonna to have a bank you know, pressing you every single month. They want their payment. And if anything happens to your income, you're going to have to find that payment from elsewhere and you're going to be dipping into your Bitcoin. And, uh, and who knows, you might end up selling that Bitcoin because it's the bank is telling you when to sell. You might end up selling on, a, on a, a big low. You know, Bitcoin could be dipping that month and you have to sell a load. And, and you know it's a bad decision, but you're forced to do it. You're forced to sell Bitcoin at 10K, say. And then a month later, it's back to 30. And you go, oh, my God, what was I doing? And, it, it's, and you knew it was a bad decision at the time, but you were forced to do it. So, yeah. I, I hate debt. I, I hate mortgages. I hate any kind of debt and, and even debt to buy Bitcoin. Uh, I'm all in to 100%, but do not go over 100. Once you go to 101, 102, 
you go, where's that money coming from? That's someone else's money. Don't take other people's money. Just use 100% of your own and stop there. And if you look for his post history as well, there seems to be bits about him taking out these loans over time, like updates and so on. So this isn't someone who's just made up a story for a bit of attention. It seems to actually be the real deal. And yeah. who is posting in cryptocurrency um, subreddits rather than just Bitcoin, which disgusts me a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I think another comment is around the DCA or lack of, so he's putting chunks of money. And I think that, you know, what happens if it had bottomed? So maybe it would have been better getting a loan and putting... That would have been an interesting one, actually. Maybe if he didn't have the loan, but was just dca mm. would he have got to the same figure, however? Because was he buying at a, a lower price point than now? That would but be good but... to maybe look back and track. But it's also the risk of not DCAing. So, you know, if it did dip. So whilst he's been lucky this time, what happens if it gone down to 13 grand or something whilst he was buying? Mm. So I know that I've got a lot of regret about buying a chunk <laughs> of money near the top, you know, and my average is below the current price. Um, but that did make it, you know, quite twitchy. I was going to say, did this not inspire you to be a bit more ballsy, Dr. Evil 10%? Because uh, th there's also some other shit coins that you hold that you should be getting rid of and should have got rid of, <sighs> but yet haven't got rid of. And had you I just like to say, I just like to say for viewers and listeners, I do not hold shit coins apart from <laughs> the um, nominal amount in my Coinbase account when I try to sell them. Have you, got some, some dust. have you got some XRP on an exchange somewhere that you can't access? No, I, I sold that and bought Bitcoin. I can't access the Bitcoin. <laughs> 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 but at least I bought the Bitcoin. So for viewers and the listeners, I do not hold shit coins. So never look was commenting about something which is a fiat asset, which I hold. Uh, <laughs> what's this fiat asset? Um, It's one which we're all familiar with. Company shares. Oh, right. Stocks and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I just look at it and think there's a couple of things wrong. It's it's a debt, and it's also the lack of DCA. You know, both things could have gone very wrong. I have seen a post by Peter McCormick lately where he took out a loan um, for buying Bitcoin, oh, okay. and I think it paid off, but I think, feel he probably should know quite a bit about what what's going on, so I think it's probably quite calculated. And I no, think he's... if he's honest, right, that loan he took out, I think he got that. Oh. Obviously, I, I've been blocked by him for years, so I don't know what he's been saying. But I remember you got a security tag on your whiskey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You missed it. Yeah, he, he hard it. times. I bought this for my birthday. It's not I, really. I, it's it's falling on hard times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, someone like brought me this whiskey. I bought it out of his bottle. It's got the security tag on. So I don't think anyone, someone, whoever bought me this, didn't actually pay for it. But what was I going to say? <laughs> Yeah, McCormack, he got um an Austin Martin and he and he and he put that money and the loan that he got, he was staking his Bitcoin in BlockFi. Yeah. And we all know what happened to BlockFi. That. BlockFi oh, went So up. he lost a chunk. So yeah, in his whole like he was um proper like you know bragging about it at the time, going, Oh, I've put some like three Bitcoin into BlockFi and that returned something like you know a grand a month something like that, a grand or two grand a month, that pays for my loan on my Austin Martin. So technically, 
I'm getting this Austin Martin for free because BlockFi is buying it for me. And we all told him yeah. at the time, you are risking that three Bitcoin. That three Bitcoin can evaporate. And I don't think it was even three. I mean, it might have been five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And because um, he was getting a decent chunk, you know, or whatever the seven, eight percent after like reverse engineer it to go, well, how do you get two grand a month off whatever? Um, how much money do you need in there? Probably five, six, seven Bitcoin. And he lost that unless he got it out before the crash. His little genius plan, because almost straight away, once he took the loan out, the 8% in BlockFi went down to something like three. Then it went down to one. And then they went bust and they took everything. Yeah. So if he's somehow bragging, going, what oh, I was... took a loan out to buy Bitcoin. The... So, oh, dude, what's you his put name? that loan into freaking BlockFi, mate, and you lost that it. That guy who um, wrote the book, um, he's a bit flash on Twitter, and he had something similar. But oh, he was parabolic, all that... yeah. But he was allowed to take his Bitcoin off BlockFi. Without yeah, because he was he, he got early word. Oh, is that Pump? No, no. that's got you know going Jason. parabolic. Is it Jason somewhere? Mm. Yeah, he's, he's Jason. Yeah, he's like a billionaire. He's super, yeah. super rich, and he but wrote he, a book. He was, a, he was one of what, the. Was it hard money which you can't fuck with? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a good book. Yeah. He is a smart guy, but also like fuck that guy as well because we discussed him on here because he he was um an early investor in BlockFi. He got word that it was going under, so he pulled. He had something like five, six, seven million dollars worth of Bitcoin in there at the time. He got it all out a week before the collapse. Uh, but, the but would uh, but would Pedro have been able to get his in because of it being a bit of an influence and probably quite early in? Yeah, maybe he got it out, but. I don't know. Yeah, I, but back to it, he got. I, I do. I do think he he got wrecked actually because people kind of rib him about the fact that he's had a, a shit record. Him and Pump, but in he terms made of their sponsors. But it's also whether he's just saying, "Oh yeah, I got wrecked." It's whether he actually yeah. did. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, like course. these people were deep into those companies because they were their main um, promoters. Um. So this Jason, what? Go, Mr. Parabolic and um, Pomp and um, Pedro. They're all the big influencers of these yeah, companies. So I think I think they probably got their money out. But back to it, I was saying that he was talking about a loan which he got out, which he's benefited off the Bitcoin for buying near the bottom. So I think you know he's another example. Um, and I think just one thing which I want to say is what the top comment for this um, in Reddit is: How do you not have back problems carrying on those iron balls? Love that. It actually made me, I was literally <laughs> laughing as I was rereading the uh, story as I was clicking on as well. So, yeah, that I upvoted that as well. Brilliant. Check the link out, as always, uh, to any new listeners. Uh, every story that we mention, there is a an adjacent link for you to go and have a look at yourself as well. So, uh, on to the next story, brought to you by Elon Musk's Twitter. Less we say about that, the better at this moment in time, which is asset class returns since uh, 2011. And I love this chart because the chart has the data. The data is all of the asset classes running from... Bitcoin, the US NASDAQ 100, US large caps, 
EAFEE stocks, convertible bonds, US small caps, EM stocks, gold, long duration treasuries, high yield bonds, EM bonds, investment grade bonds, preferred stocks, US REITs, US total bond, US caps, cash tips and commodities from 2011 up until the present day, 2023 year to date. Cumulative and annualized. And what it does is provides you with a clear understanding as to whether or not you would have been in profit for that year or in the minus. Who do you think came out for top boys? It's got to be um, Vanguard Retirement Fund. And US government bonds. <clears throat> Gold, yeah, maybe. The, the, the cash, the US cash. Cash is trash. What I was wondering about this is it hasn't got the S&P 500 in it. Is there a reason which I'm missing? The US large cap. Is pretty much I was going to say that. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it'll be a selection. It'll be exactly the same, but yeah, it'll be a decent amount of the same, won't it? It's the, it's the, yeah, it's, it's the same. Like Bitcoin's number one, but then yeah, two and three is the NASDAQ and large caps. So yeah, the QQQ, I'm pretty sure that actually is a Vanguard. And then mm. the SPY is just the S&P 500. And then the next one is also probably a version of that as well, some kind of ETF that is also a blend of stocks. Yeah, but you can get very small caps. You can get all sorts. So, yeah, but di different ones. The one which I probably pull everyone's attention to is gold. So gold's about middle of the stack, and it's, what, 3.3 annualized? No, Two. I'm wrong. Two. It's 2% 2 annualized return. Yeah, which is obviously behind inflation, right? It's not even keeping up yeah. with inflation. You're, you're losing money if you're holding gold. And on this, really, if you're not in the stock market or Bitcoin, you are losing money. Since 2011 to 2023, that everything else is below 8%. So, And just general commodities, they're down 1.3%. But I think, you know, what is it? Gold, oil, and some other bits and pieces fall into commodities. And oil, the price is manipulated, so that's probably why that's down. Uh, so it, it is really quite interesting to look at REITs as well, which is you kind of like ETFs for um, property is quite an interesting one to look at. So seven and a half percent, but I think it was doing a lot better earlier in the decade. Yeah, it was. So it started to come across some harsh times lately. Um, and what I love about Bitcoin, though, is it's just like clockwork. So what happens? Yeah. 2014, dip. 2018, dip. 2022, dip. 2026, dip. I mean, you'll get your greens in between, obviously, until you end up with full-on Bitcoin standard, which is when, what I think a point whenever I read someone who's anti-Bitcoin, they always say, oh, it's too volatile. It's like, why do you think it's too volatile? They say it's too volatile to be a currency. Why do you think that is? Because the mass adoption hasn't happened, dickhead. <laughs> By volatile, do you mean it goes up too much? Oh, sorry. It, it, too many gains for you. It goes up. It only goes up three out of four years instead of going down for four out of four years like a normal currency. Yeah. Can't you see it's bad? And, uh, and, and I think like this chart is really good at just demonstrating that once you get out the first three years, right? So there's kind of parabolic growth in the first three years of years since 2011 obviously there's the first two years of bitcoin are missing it didn't really have a price 
But then we yeah. have our dip in 2014, you know, pretty much 60% gone. And then the, the first year after that, there's a small recovery, you know, 35%. But then it's 125, then 1,300%. And the same pretty much happens in 2018. You have a big dip, 73% down. And then a pretty good recovery in the, the following year, 95%. Next year's 300%, then 66 So really what it's showing there is we're in 2020 or in 2022, we have a minus 65% dip. And we're currently on 82% um, green arrow. Obviously, the year's not finished yet, only halfway through. But really, the first year after the crash is tends to be the worst year of the recovery. It's... Uh, it's kind of a just a, a soft cap bounce almost. It, just, it bounces off, kind of recovers half of the losses, but doesn't really do much else. But then it's in the next two years where the real gains come. And I think that's why 2023 is just a, a boring year because we've had, we've had our crash. The, the, we had our year of pain. Now we've mm. just had a year of slowly but surely we're gaining back to where we were. But it's the next two. So 2024 and 2025 is usually, if this all sticks to true, is where we go parabolic and just smash through until 2026, where we have another correction. For me, what I also like to enjoy is seeing the other, I say, crashes or where it's in the minus effectively. So in certain years, so if we look at 2013, uh, gold was down minus 28%. No one comments on that. And gold's meant to be the asset that, is super stable, right? It goes Correct. goes up two or three percent a year every year without fail, and and obviously and then you, it had the next year it, and the next year. Yeah, if you analyze it over twelve years, that is right. It does go up two percent. But if you're in gold, imagine buying like switching your retirement funds out into gold in twenty mm. in twenty thirteen and losing a third of your value. You'd be like, "What the fuck happened there?" I mean. I'm not supposed to lose a third of my value being in gold. That's meant to be. It's the same with commodities though, as well. You know, commodities yeah. should be going up with inflation. So the fact is that gold and commodities are both at least half, well, at least half of commodities are in the red. Around about half of gold is in the red, you know, for the years. So it's like, what's actually a good year to buy gold? Have you got to wait for a big dip or something? So we're currently yeah. in a green. You don't want to buy this year, do you? If you're going to buy gold, wait till you're in the midst of a of a of a price going down. Yeah, the one thing that did come out of this is like cash does have one use case, and mm -hmm. the use case seems to be that every four years, at least for the last eight, and um, well, the, well, the last two cycles, so since 2018, basically, every single mm -hmm. asset in 2018 was down. Other than cash, it was at 1%. And when I say down, like down big, right? It's like you really didn't yeah. want to be in anything. And then 2022, everything was down again. Actually, weirdly, commodities were somehow up. But I mean, that's yeah. just an outlier. But again, cash is up. It's 1%. So obviously, I would never do this. But if I was a trader, <laughs> it's but every four years, the fucking market tanks. And there's no, there's no safe asset if you are trying to get in and out of stuff. So you actually do convert into cash just for one year. And if you did do it right, that she rode it up, switched out around the top into cash, held it for a year, and then just buy the bottom a year later and ride it up for another three years. But you, but you do think that when you look back at it, all the signs of the peak of the market were there. You had BlockFi, 
you had SBF um, sponsoring, what was it, NFM? Um, um, NFL? NFL um, Stadium. You had the oh, Bitcoin, uh, oh, had the the Bitcoin Boys. Yeah. You had the Bitcoin Boys. Um, yeah. What else do we have in there? The oh, Island shit. Boys. Yeah, the yeah. Island Boys of Wise and Owners. Then you had uh, Mr. Parabolic with his Lamborghini paid for by BlockFi. You had Pedro with his Aston Martin paid by BlockFi. It was all there. You know, oh, yeah. we didn't pay any, any attention because we're just like, I think we were bought into the concept and we just went, well, we can't sell, can we? I think we probably did appreciate it was the top. I think we probably talked about it in some of the episodes. It was the top, but no one was willing to sell. It's oh, just, no, yeah. I suppose, I suppose <laughs> the question is in 2026, are you willing to sell some other assets to then pump into Bitcoin? Yeah, no, there's no, there's no, and the, the, obviously the problem is, if you if you're in gains, then there's a twenty percent cap gains um, hit anyway. So I I, I hate. I, I, you probably could make more than twenty percent by doing that. But as always, right? I, I'll quote Michael Saylor: "Um, all your models are destroyed, totally devastated. Bitcoin to the moon." So <laughs> I don't want to be that. I I would never be that person that tried to just eke out another 20 30 more bitcoin um but i what i am doing there is risking bitcoin not correcting that time that could be the hyper cycle right that could be bit hyper bitcoinization and we don't dip in in four years time is... and who knows and and then suddenly you're out the market you're holding fucking fiat cash imagine if that happened right the, the one year that bitcoin finally um uncorrelates from the rest of the market and just goes parabolic when everything else goes down. That is the switch to the Bitcoin standard. And you're sat there holding dollars because you wanted another 20% more Bitcoin. Fuck. Well, <laughs> that would be what I was saying devastating. Like, what about in 2026? You're not looking at trading in Bitcoin. You're looking at selling other assets, whether it's if you've got any fear investments, whether you've got any property. Is that the time which you kind of go, oh shit, we're on a minus fifty percent. Maybe I'll do do that to then go into Bitcoin. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think twenty twenty six is going to be a bad year for the stock market and whatever else. So, leading up to that, it's and obviously it's a good time to buy Bitcoin anyway. Um, but yeah, I would I would definitely be looking to convert assets. Uh, do you follow this guy, by the way, this Charlie Bilello? And uh, and by the way, obviously, all of the data is coming from. I, I've been checking out the commodities because you know it's a high percentage in terms of the commodities. I can only think of energy prices, so electricity and gas. Um, well, you think think about oil? It's probably the biggest commodity in the stand. Yeah, and as we know, in order for um, the dollar and every other fiat currency to appear not bad there's an agreement not to catch um, inflation up with oil so it's never going to meet inflation and we're seeing dips like why would a barrel of oil suddenly be worth $40 not $100 which it was worth a year ago and it's because there's this agreement between the US and Saudi as mm. part, of the, part of the development back in when was it the 70s or 80s hence the, uh, the petrodollar yeah, and, and the 2020 in the commodities could be when obviously the price of oil went down to something ridiculous per barrel and there was a, 
uh, a surplus of oil, wasn't there? Um, and, and no and one was moving big... effectively at the time. But yeah, they're there to hide the true inflation. So it'd be such mm. an easy thing to actually monitor if oil tracked inflation and actually went up with inflation, but it doesn't. Um, I've followed this guy now because I think I came across this just in my feed. So I shared it with a group. Um, but I think going back to one of Mr. All In's talking about trading Bitcoin, I probably relate this to some of the listeners like um, value investing. So Warren Buffett, Benjamin Graham, um, I'm trying to think of some of the others, Nick Sleep. Um, they're all kind of like... By Gry Spear as well. Yeah, but, but they're all value investing, aren't they? They're looking for yeah. value over the long term. I suppose Monish. Yeah, Monish Parbright. Um I totally forgotten the names of was Joel Greenblatt. They yeah. all look at value over five to ten years. And it's the same with Bitcoin. You're looking at value over time. The traders never rise up to be the billionaires like they are. You know, the day traders there's no real famous day trader. They always seem to end up in prison, don't they? Uh, as part of a kind of like um what do they call it one of those um pyramids pyramid schemes yeah. what's was, what was the name yeah. of that guy who ended up in prison about 100 years in the early 2000s i've forgotten his name now oh madoff yeah madoff you know madoff was a trader and he just ended up with massive deficits it's the same with any so look at bitcoin just like you would with a fiat investment you're looking for five to ten years and just think of Bitcoin as an asset like that. You're looking at what's happening over five, ten years and not trying to catch it on a up or down day. So you're gonna lose. Okay. Well, uh again, recommend definitely taking a little bit of time to have a look at the chart. The data uh, speaks for itself. And uh just buy Bitcoin. This is not financial advice, just uh, a big fucking warning. Yeah, buy and um, hold, get those iron balls out and just hold it tight. Yeah, it, it is yeah. It is funny though, right? Because I mean, sometimes the fact that Bitcoin went from a price of zero in 2011 to something, just it, it kind of does skew the stats a little bit. But that chart, just breaking it down year by year, goes, yeah. okay, Bitcoin does take a hit more than other assets in certain in, in the down years but then it it peaks way more and goes well below the previous all-time high much further so it genuinely is the best performing asset asset of the last decade but it's also yes, but, it is. but but yeah. look at the why as well so you think oh no one's adopted it early doors well it was it's been used on silk road it bought a pizza when it got started using for online transactions, then we had country adoptions, companies putting on the balance sheet, development of Lightning, then you've got Fedimint coming along, then you've also got the, the, the thing which um, autonomous regions seem to be using it. There's a potential for more countries, and even when countries haven't adopted it, their people have because they use it as a hedge against inflation. So those are the reasons why it's going to keep on going up. And it is spreading like a virus at the moment. Yeah. So do we want to move move on cool. to? Yeah, let's move on to move uh, on to everyone's favorite. Well, our favorite country lately, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you love talking about virus. This is this is one of those things. This is, this is like something we could do a big topic on just for for the last. Yeah. 
because it's yeah uh, definitely it keeps coming up and it? it's like, everyone knows well i think well most people know what america did during world the world wars and kind of how they got their gold reserves but not many people know how france got theirs and it i i must admit like until we started doing this pod i didn't even realize france had gold reserves but well i it, did yeah I knew tweet. they had. I knew they had them, but I knew the USA stormed to build their infrastructure and claim they won't give them back. Yeah, and I knew they <laughs> had French territories and stuff. And you go, oh, isn't that friendly? Isn't that lovely? Aren't isn't France just spreading the wealth and being nice? And and you know that's where they, you know, help immigration and they they, they give back. It turns out maybe they're not giving back necessarily more, stealing fucking everything. <laughs> dare you? They bought that gold with some pan, borsan, and van. <laughs> oh, so I just want to confirm on this. I thought China was up there in terms of having the largest gold reserves because they've been buying over a period of time. But looking on trading economics, it's still the US. Uh, out there by about nearly three times uh, the next country, which is Germany, Italy, and then France, Russia, China, Switzerland, Japan, India, and the Netherlands to complete the top 10. Yeah. Well, United States are top because they stole all the gold from the top hoarders during World War II. <laughs> they were like, we'll look after it. Save keeping. You don't want it to fall in the hands of the Nazis. And everyone went, okay. We'll fight, we'll ship it over to you. But you give it back, right? Once this war's over, they went, pinky promise. <laughs> war was over, they went, I think, I think we'll hold on know. to it just for, you know, probably safer here, isn't it? Really risky sending it back. It's we'll like, but, it. but it's the US, you keep on having these wars. You're not using our gold to finance these wars and you're also not using our gold to finance all this infrastructure you, you've been building, have you? What? <laughs> What, what, what do you mean we have really good infrastructure now? <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about. We have not used your gold. Can we have it back then? There may be no gold left. <laughs> it's like, and do you want to stop our awesome wars? Yeah. Um, I am going to call bullshit on the um, estimation of gold reserves by country. Oh, yeah, it's bollocks. Huh? I but, just think, well, oh, yeah, US, Germany, Italy, France. Of course, him, but China top. Yeah. I'd be oh, very yeah, I mean, surprised if China aren't actually top. Considering exactly. what they've been doing. That's the same. But anyway, go on. So tell us what this tweet was. That you, it's your tweet in it that you found. So, what, what we're saying about France here? Me? Uh, France is nice. They have nice baguettes, wine, and borsan. This is not I'm, what. And they um, trade so much of it so well that they can buy gold. Okay. But <laughs> France actually don't have any gold mines oh. in France, which is the, the key thing, isn't it? So uh, the We, we that... touched upon this about 10 weeks ago or so, didn't we? I think this was a bit of an eye-opener for me because I was pretty, pretty astounded when I read this. I think it's through Al Jazeera, which is a news source, so trustworthy news source. Mm-hmm. And it was that they have the French colonies, they have the French franc, and they basically use it as leverage to get um, natural resources off these French countries and basically keep them poor. And um, as we've noticed here, France has the fourth largest gold reserves officially. So it's probably more like fifth or sixth behind Russia and China is my estimation. 
because the US isn't going to admit to that. Um, but France has no gold mines and it didn't have any gold once they gave it to the Americans back in the 70s, did they? How the fuck have they managed to build so much gold in 50 years? But they do have these territories and Mali seems to have a lot of gold mines, 860, and they produce 50 tonnes per year. So 50 times by 50, we have about 2,500. That's a convenient figure, isn't it, from Mali? <laughs> and there's 2,436. So there's about 70 tonnes of missing gold from Mali, but it all seems to be stored in France and claimed by France. Actually, I think it's just a coincidence, isn't it? It wouldn't be the exact figure which Mali has produced over 50 years since France lost all its gold to the US, which has been taken and given to France or stolen. You know, you know, we should never ever do live maths on our recordings. So uh, the figures are probably wrong. You're mistaken, and it's just a coincidence. Well, I'm going to use um, Windows calculator to just check I'm not tired. <laughs> <laughs> so fifty times by fifty. Yep. But 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 there is that question: Where is that sixty-four tons of gold? Um, but it does seem quite a coincidence, doesn't it? But Marley's. Um, production of gold from its 860 gold mines seems to have filled what France has as its gold reserves. But I think the thing which astounds me here is it's only coming up to 2,500, because I'm sure France have probably got other African countries within its um, colonies who it could steal gold off. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd imagine that they, they haven't stolen 100% of it. They leave some in the country, but... <clears throat> But yeah, it's just a. And I remember discussing it at the time. You know, it, it is. It's so disgusting. This right, it really is disgusting. We, and we just get fed this propaganda. I was reading the comments, and people were like, "Wow, that's actually really impressive." Seeing as France got all their gold stolen by by um, America, and um, people were just laughing. Like it's funny how no one knows that happened, and they go, "It's in the." the, the the replies are just yeah because you don't get taught it in school and we, we get the taught thing, the thing is the if, I, if i told my wife about she... about france having its gold stolen by us she'd call me a conspiracy theorist and then i pull out all the news articles to prove it to her of how we moved off the gold standard yeah i mean i've just it's been not paranoid it's literally factually correct all you've got to do it's not even hidden in google you google like what happened <laughs> yeah. to the gold what happened to european gold during world war ii it says it it says that it all got shipped to america and they refused to give it back instead they gave us us dollars that they printed out of thin air and went don't worry every that single day that's as good as gold this paper it's as good as gold take take the dollars and and the whole of Europe went go fuck yourself no we want the gold like we don't want this printed paper these IOUs, like, no, we know what you're going to do. We, you're going to just break from the gold standard and just start printing, and suddenly we're just going to have a load of paper. We want the gold. And America just went, fuck you, we'll bomb this shit out of you. And Because, obviously, at the end of World War II, everyone was kind of fucked and not really up for another war. They just went, fine, we'll let you keep it. And then they, <laughs> from there, they progressed on to be the world's superpower. And, and, and yeah, and you just go, well, what did the countries do? Like, what does the bully do? when they get bullied 
they they just go to a weaker opponent, don't they? And so France suddenly they are the the US is kind of the bully of the world, but France is the bully of the French territories. So they can just yeah. go, well, that bully stole our our lunch money. How do we get it back? We can't get it back from them because they're too big, they're too powerful, they'll destroy us. So we'll we'll go take it off these countries that we have some leverage over and stockpile our gold that way instead. And that is what they have done. Um, and and I'm sure like they'll claim that oh no, we brought gold off the markets through our economy was doing well and we brought it all totally legit. But I would just go well, show me the receipts. Show me that you did not take a huge portion of this gold from Mali. And if and if you did take it from Mali, show me how much you paid. Because I, I can almost guarantee you <laughs> virtually zero. You want receipts? Yeah. Because <laughs> I know the politician will have very long-winded, complicated answers that sound legit. I go, okay, back it up with, show me you paying Mali market price for this gold. And they, I, I know they won't be able to show me that. It's just, it just, it just won't be there. Okay, it it is disgusting, right? Because these countries are obviously trying to build um they're they're trying to they make themselves better trying to build their healthcare build their education and um yeah i was going to say like yeah we have these really pointless and really patronizing like red nose day and fucking all this bollocks you know where we send you know six million seven million fourteen million a year to like a random african country or whatever right and behind the scenes we're stealing billions if not trillions worth of their assets like constantly and then uh, we when we've got corrupt governments who've been put in place by the west who are stealing the rest yeah yeah because we give them 14 million a year to buy some fucking malaria nets we're like it's all good they're fine now yeah. but yeah. guess what they'd have been fine if we left them the fuck alone <laughs> and didn't just... steal all their oil and gold but it does make you wonder, you know, in a country where somehow we can stop this, you know, hopefully for a Bitcoin standard, where would countries like Mali um, be, you know, okay. over, after the last 50 years? Because I don't know, I suppose there's a colonies going back a couple hundred years, but that last 50 years specifically, if we went on to Bitcoin standard, where would it leave them? Oh, I'd hope it'd be a lot better. Well, I, I genuinely think on a Bitcoin standard, like industry... And tech and finance and everything will just be spread out. It wouldn't be centralized how we have it now. You wouldn't have these hubs because what I think we're realizing more and more is the only reason why we have these hubs is because these countries are stealing other countries' assets and bringing it all to one place. So all the money that builds up infrastructure and all the good restaurants and the clubs and the bars and everything that you want to live and all the health, health resources and education and good property it's all getting stolen from poor countries and getting filtered into the rich ones so suddenly now you go well where do i ever live you know where would i get good health care good education blah, blah blah and you go well there's only 10 places in the world where all that gets ticked and guess what those 10 places have stolen from the other 130 that's why they're bad and you go well what would it be like if we stop these top 10 from stealing from the bottom 130 and you go, oh, right, well, suddenly we'd start to get parody. Every, every, everything would start mm. to improve in these other countries because they wouldn't be keep keep getting smacked back down to square one. They would be they would be building, um, genuinely in, in building and improving. And 
So I think on, on a Bitcoin standard, you would suddenly realize that, oh, these third world countries would not be third world countries anymore. They would start being just as good and they would start to yeah, prosper. And they can build up industry. They can build up a workforce that people can afford to eat. They're not worried about famine there because they can actually build the infrastructure, put the irrigation in place. And it just, you know, you end up with countries which can develop properly without just going, oh, yeah, thanks for your handout for your malaria uh, nets. We're yeah. actually five steps ahead now. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. You, you dug one well and bought us two quad bikes, but you stole <laughs> all our gold. <laughs> and our diamonds. <laughs> and you set over, sent over some fat white woman who um, ate all our food. But she is a marketing guru, so... <laughs> um, looking at this, what um, Sir Neverlook provided, it's got the top... Um, players in the gold reserves and what i found really interesting about this is about 20th down is the uk we're below yeah. kazakhstan who got ridiculed in what was it borat uzbekistan which i don't think anyone could actually point out on a map um portugal um turkey netherlands you know all these countries ahead of the uk and it's just like jesus yeah. the uk is in some real shit isn't it mm. Well, I, I even remember that. I remember Gordon Brown selling all our gold. He, he did it like 10, 15 years ago. We, we used to be mm. one of the large gold players. And for whatever reason, can't remember which recession or which decline we were in at the time. But Gordon Brown just went, yeah, gold's a done asset and just sold he's it. Not, he's not far wrong, but it's still the officially accepted one in a measure of wealth. Still, yeah. Well, the thing is, like at the time, I don't think Bitcoin potentially even existed at the time. No, it would have been 2007, 2008. I was going to say it. that 2007, yeah. 2008. So at the time, it was totally retarded to do what he did because you go, What are you selling into? Right? It, this maybe he foresaw the future, maybe he is Satoshi, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, Don't worry, I will save don't you. Don't be so blasphemous. <laughs> if he'd have done that, the UK would be paved with gold now based yeah. on bitcoin games but yeah I, I remember gordon brown like the uk's example i don't think there's any real conspiracy there i think for whatever reason gordon brown decided to sell pretty much all the uk's gold about 15 years ago and that's why it's not there and then seemingly we're too woke and nice now so we don't steal it back <laughs> like france are <laughs> <laughs> i don't think I think what's the UK have it has um Gibraltar, Falkland Islands. Does it have anything else? Well, it's like go woke, go broke. Yeah, we got yeah. we got a bit of oil offshore. Yeah, so missing. Well, yeah, because obviously the Commonwealth countries are no longer feeding uh, the coffers of the UK, are they? No. But it's it's, it's still interesting because it's I don't know as as much as um like gold has certain value and I I'm still super skeptical about the supply of gold like how much gold does really exist. Well, this is it. And you know, it's, it's, within twenty years, biops science. But if kind of think in, tw in twenty years they'll be mining off asteroids. Yeah, and then yeah, because the, the the supply of gold is infinite, and and we can even make it. We can we can make gold out of uh, just raw metals now using nuclear fusion. It just at the moment it's too expensive. It costs more to 
fuse common metals into gold than it does just to mine the gold out of the ground. But we'll that's wait just... fusion's knocked along a bit because we're waiting for that as an energy supply. There you go. So you yeah. just fast forward. You fast forward ten years. Now nuclear fusion is cheap, and you can buy a ten quid machine off Amazon that does nuclear fusion for you. Well, now gold's infinite. You just throw some random metals in there, and you freaking melt some gold out for yourself. You know what's that? that actually, backs backs up um, Jeff Booth's rhetoric, isn't it? the price of tomorrow where things are right now very expensive as was you know he uses the calculator in the calculator app now the calculator uh your sat nav needs to pay for a tom tom you don't need to pay for that you know it's all there digitally digitized on this so, uh, yeah, maybe nuclear fusion, not maybe, eventually, nuclear fusion will come down in price. you got to think that personal power sources have surely got to be the way. You know, even just better solar panels, cheaper solar panels to put on your roof. <laughs> maybe, like you said, a nuclear fusion reactor for your own, you put it in your shed. Yeah. It, it, it sounds insane now, right? But if you go back 100 years and go, oh, you can have a video chat with you know th three people all across the world and just don't, don't you mean don't you mean four <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. <laughs> with four minus one people and and put it on the internet and then you know everyone in the world could see it at a click of a button a hundred years ago they go that's fucking insane like what are you even talking about there's so many yeah. evolutions of technology in this it's the same with batteries and the battery didn't even exist a hundred years ago they were literally just burning you had a crank the fat, the fat of whales just to light a room and, and now we've, we've evolved to such an extent you just go yeah. what can happen in another 10 or even if you just go 20 or 30 years like who knows like what well, what depends frame what is. happens because you've got the two timelines you've got one the wef agenda gets in mm. and you are back to whale blubber candles <laughs> or two you actually let people um innovate and actually form their own timeline you end up with personal power sources where you're not reliant upon a government and everyone is self-sovereign. That is how we've got to be. It's the only... Yeah, good luck with that one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got these pictures of um, of Klaus, which Freedom. are quite compromising. I went down the weirdest rabbit hole the other day. Oh, right? God. It wasn't Klaus Schwab Paul? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. We, we, we don't want to get cancelled now. No, you can't get cancelled for this. Well, actually, weirdly, you might get cancelled for this, but it's very odd, right? There is a whole conspiracy around glitter. <laughs> and it is genuinely fascinating. Well, it's a plastic, isn't it? So there's a big thing about plastic and how they leak into skin or the skin no. absorbs it. No, no, right? It's metal. And the, there's only a couple of uh, glitter companies in the world and they make billions and billions and billions. And when you look at the founder of glitter, he is also one of the guys that worked on the atomic bomb. And when you try and have a look and get into and film or anything, these glitter companies, does high class security come down on you straight away? 
And people have tried to go, look, where is all this glitter going? Uh, where, who is buying the glitter? What's it doing? And fundamentally, the, the biggest, um, and this is public, the biggest customers of these glitter companies is the US government. And you go, what are you using all this glitter for? And I watched this video where this guy, he was the descendant of the inventor of glitter, which, by the way, glitter is an accidental invention that comes from when you fine cut metal, uh, shards come off it. And he created glitter. Uh, and the first one of the first use cases for glitter, actually, is you use it as um, behind planes. When the missile gets fired at the black plane, what you can do is drop but essentially a deposit behind the plane it fires and a load of metal shards come up it confuses the missile and it hits the glitter as opposed to the plane it's actually so a lot of the government contracts tend to be around that but the the son of the guy that invented it went oh they also there's they just come to us with all these random projects and we you have to say yes and one of the things that was super interesting was he mentioned batteries they they made us make batteries. And again, one of the offcuts of these batteries is glitter. And the batteries are unbelievable. The the lifespan and how long they last is just so good. Uh, but we're not allowed to talk about it. It's all highly confidential. He got fired from the company like 10 years ago. So he's just fucking shooting the shit. He's talking. But he can't evidence anything. He hasn't got any laptops or any. So you're kind of trusting him a little bit. But but anyway, it's it's just I couldn't believe when I just went. How can there be a conspiracy be around glitter? And then you start digging. And you go, oh my god, like the, this might actually be like the glitter is an offcut. But the offcut, what glitter is an offcut of, is a load of these government projects. And when you start digging into these government projects. They do not want to discuss what they are. And when you start digging, it all just gets shut down. And um, well, there's always been the conspiracy theories about um, was it other forms of energy about oil companies buying them and then burying them, um, so they can't basically take their money. So it's probably you know like Saudi Arabia as a whole, as a government, I suppose the US would take them away um, because it means well you have unlimited power. Like if you had batteries, which would be unlimited pretty much, you could stock a car full of them. You don't have to dime, um, dig for lithium and cobalt. And they'd just well, run for miles and miles, wouldn't they? And they'd probably charge faster. So oh, yeah. always there's always po yeah, there's possibilities for this. And I think there's really simple explanations. And I think anyone who would discount that would be a bit stupid. But um, I think we can say today, the show has been brought by the letter C for conspiracy theory. <laughs> I know. I, I'd actually really recommend like people to go dig into glitter. Uh, I'm on YouTube now, and you're right. There's a uh, quite a few it's, documentaries but, but about it's, it's who is the like, glitter industry's largest buyer, and yeah. the uh, what else is there? The end of the glitter conspiracy. Yeah, it's quite a few. Yeah, it, it, it's nuts. Uh, I didn't realize. Like, I, I think the end of the the glitter conspiracy. I think that's the one of the videos that I watched, and I didn't realize that the internet has been going crazy over this glitter conspiracy. Are you right? Yeah, there was a New York Times feature about glitter last year, 
people have obsessed over identifying the mysterious industry buying huge amounts. There you go. And and the, and the problem is, it's whenever you just go, okay, who's buying this and why? There's no answers. That's what gets everyone super intrigued. If, it, if someone just came up with the answer and went, oh yeah, it's going into car paint, it's going into arts and crafts, it's whatever, it's going into, you know, even if they just went, it's going into military applications, it'd be fine. But there's so much secrecy, so much non-answers that come from it. It just builds the whole, well, why can't we get answers? Why is it all so secretive? And and as always, it's one of those like when they when they're not answering questions, and th- there's usually something behind it that is it isn't just a conspiracy. It's a genuine thing that they are hiding, and it's just what is mm. that? But yeah, that was just the that was a fun little couple of hours when I was just digging into that. Guys, go. Well, I, I must admit, I thought I dug into every conspiracy that I had, I could, and then I saw glitter. I'm like, oh my god, how have I missed glitter? What the fuck can be wrong with glitter? <laughs> that is the most arts and craftsy fucking little kiddie thing ever. You are telling me that's a conspiracy? That's fucking see. And then within ten minutes, I'm like, fucking hell, there's no <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and by the way, did you like the thumbnail from last week? That is AI generated. What was it? Ooh. We had to look. I don't think I paid any attention to it. You're a disgrace. Oh, I did wonder where you got the picture from. Yeah, I'm trying to do now. But before, I used to Google certain images and just steal other people's con- like imagery. What I'm trying to do now... Instead of Googling it and stealing someone else's picture, just type it into AI. So what did AI. what did you type in order to get that? Uh something like Larry Think Larry, Larry Fink Boxer. And I had to do I had to do numerous iterations. What what was the website which you used? Uh I used Night Cafe. Night Cafe. I've never used one of these image generating ones. Yeah, you wow. get like five credits a day and you can just Amazing. type random things in. But yeah, so I'm I'm gonna try and actually have our own thumbnail. So it's it's like now we have a thumbnail artist that works for us. Mm. We obviously can't afford or well, it's not worth creating one because no one fucking watches this show anyway. But <laughs> if I can just type it into AI and they can give yeah. us a thumbnail then why not eh? and 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 i feel a little bit better because i'm not stealing someone else's thumbnail because really all it is we're discussing stuff that's already been discussed or there's an article that's been discussing it whatever their title image is i normally just rip it off and shove it as our thumbnail now i can just create our own kind of cool i like it anyway should we move on to the last story and get out of here let's yeah let's do it we're still unsponsored and we are not cancelled. So let's continue. So want to sing Bitcoin. <laughs> good feel good story for us to end on. <laughs> uh, any volunteers? Or to take it. Yeah, I can take it. It's just, it's just a joke you won't, right? I, I have no fucking clue who Bake Chan is. Um, no, me neither. 
And um, yeah, he's trying to get a freaking song, a Bitcoin version of We Are the World. And uh, yeah, who knows? He wants a load of Bitcoiners to join him in singing the song. And the first thing I thought when I saw this straight away was, what what was it? You know, during the whole lockdown, COVID bollocks, and what was the Elton, not not Elton John, the um, John Lennon song, where oh, which all the celebrities were singing, yeah, a bunch of bellends, where... and it's like imagine when they're all singing That's from it. their eight-bedroom the... mansions yeah, with their yeah. private pools, yeah, and everyone's um, just like imagine. this is tone deaf, yeah, and it was super cringe, right? <laughs> So I hate to say it, but a load of Bitcoiners singing We Are The World. I don't even know what that song is. He wants a load of volunteers. The, the thing is, it's not my thing. It ain't. I ain't going to be fucking singing on any We Are The World song. But when when the fucking doldrums, it's a boring year. Why not sing for Bitcoin? Fucking go on. I'll... I, have a fucking sing song, create a song. I don't think it's gonna do shit, <laughs> but we got nothing else to do, have we? We might as well just yeah. sing a few lyrics. Why not? Uh, hey, uh, if it catches fire because he's tagged in Saperdean, Breedlove, Natalie Grunel, Nasty Hoddle, Lee Currency Hoddle, a few others, hey, who knows? We might get some traction, and uh, I would love to see what AI generates from this. <laughs> for sure um yeah so back chan uh never heard of you before you want to create we are the world for bitcoin good luck with that you know so uh yeah especially wearing that that shirt is that stewie on the shirt yeah from rick and morty no rick and morty rick and morty yeah yeah hey he needs to get some sleep. We need to get some sleep. This has been Pod 103, brought to you by Mr. Orlin, a.k.a. the Trillion Dollar Man, Dr. Evil 10%, a.k.a. the People's Champ, myself, Sir Neverlook, a.k.a. the Excellence of Execution. And we didn't even announce her in the beginning. On purpose, not on purpose. Well, she's irrelevant because she wasn't here. She's never here, Mrs. No Show, a.k.a. still Mrs. No Show. Peace.